0: When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Here is Toby C.
1: Hey friend, it's me, I'm back your friend Toby. How you doing? Oh yeah. Sit back and relax for another hour. Yeah, another hour of recovery radio. Although this show is a little bit different from maybe other radio recovery shows or podcasts that you have listened to. Yeah, this is a concept show. Well the concept is first of all that you're going to get better if you listen to enough in this moment with Toby C. No. The concept is that um, if you listen carefully enough, You're going to learn how to become a messenger. Oh, yeah. You're going to learn how to enjoy life and enjoy recovery. Mm. You might just learn how to make life worth living and how to make recovery enjoyable. Wow, what a concept, huh? Mm. But it first and foremost starts off with being still and imagining all as well. How about that? That's our topic today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recovery, successful recovery and successful living for that matter is about being still and imagining all as well. How about that? What a concept. Let me give you the highlights real quick. Again, my name is Toby C coming to you from Dead Rat Studios in Palm Springs, California. Uh, I'm just your average Joe, nothing special about me. And, and the reason why I want to accentuate that point is that, uh, you, who, who, you, that's listening to this program, or maybe your loved one could very well be sitting here in my seat someday soon, just trying to carry a good message. How about that? It's very therapeutic and it's very healing to carry a good message, whether it's on radio, a podcast, we're <clears throat> just sitting there with somebody at a cup of coffee and, um, and trying to carry a good message, how about that? So that's what we're gonna be doing today, is we're gonna be trying to carry a good message. We're going to be trying to practice imagining carrying a good message. We're gonna to try to practice imagining being still and imagining that all is well. How about that? And how are we gonna do that? We're gonna do from the heart, baby. From the heart. Yeah, this is gonna be a message from, from the heart. And why are we doing this? It's a long story. <laughs> no, I'm doing this because I'm part of the 12-step movement. By the way, and the 12-step program, the 12th step says this: having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, these steps they're talking about cleaning house. We tried to carry this message. What message? Uh, a good message. We tried to carry this message and to practice these principles in all our affairs. How about that? These principles, let's talk about these principles for a minute. Hey, maybe being still and imagining all is well is a principle. Hmm. You know, if you experience a 12-step program, don't freak out. There's, I think there's about 200 different 12-step programs throughout the world, and all you need to know about the 12-step program is this that the 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully old. So you can go ahead and substitute drink to acting out in any kind of unhealthy manner that departs us from a healthy relationship with our fellow man or woman. And uh, I don't know about you, but if you, if you depart from enough healthy relationships with your fellow man and fellow woman, uh, sooner or later, if you're like me, you're going to depart from a healthy relationship with yourself. Mm. And once we depart from a healthy relationship with ourself, then we start to uh, justify all kinds of <clears throat> crazy, risky, insane behavior. It's called self-destructive behavior. It can be rather fun and exhilarating. Taking one's life into your own hands daily. How about that? Yeah. Take a deep breath. You know, I like to warm up every show by, by reminding myself and reminding you that recovery is about obtaining something called serenity. It's truly about being still and imagining all as well. I think that could definitely be one of the, one of the, um, one of the definitions of serenity is to be still and imagine all as well. But I got to tell you, the imagination, hmm, the imagination is a close cousin of something called faith yeah. and um, open-mindedness and mindfulness and trust and belief and identity and we can just keep going on and on. But here's the deal. Once you get recovered, once you become serene and you get to that place where you're still and you can fire up your imagination and you know you're at peace and you just know everything's going to work out. If you want to maintain this spiritual condition, my friend, the best way to do that is to go to your home group. That's right. Your home group, your group therapy, and look for someone who is not still and is not imagining that all as is well. <laughs> Isn't that simple? Why would I want to go to a group and find somebody who is not still, who's agitated, who's jumping around in their seat? And why would I want to go to a a home group group therapy meeting and and be with somebody who's just just like totally negative and they just can't imagine anything as well? Well, here it comes. (laughs) Because you have an opportunity to practice something called, you're going to love this, moral psychology. Oh, yeah. Moral psychology is putting your arm around another agitated person who, who's hopeless and, and convincing them and getting them to trust you and whispering in their ear, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Be still, have some faith, relax and take it easy. Ah, can you imagine, can you imagine, being able to do that someday yourself, being able to go to a group of strangers and find the most agitated person in the group and to be able to calm them down and to, and to still them mm. it's an experience you must not miss. It's called group therapy. It's called, um, group therapeutics. Uh, it's called a, it's called mindfulness. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, if you're just joining us, I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. And today we're talking about being still, recover, and imagine that all is well. Be still, recover, and imagine all is well. Hmm. And many of us who come into recovery, whatever you're recovering from, I don't care if it's drugs or alcohol or deviant sex or compulsive shopping or gambling or codependency, it doesn't matter. If your spirit is agitated, if you have that itch, believe me, you're not going to be still. And trust me, if you can't, if you can't satisfy that itch, you will never have the sense that all is well. Hmm. Can you relate? Maybe, maybe you know someone like that. Yeah. Maybe they're suffering from a state of, of, um, of hopelessness, a state of mind, of body. A hopeless state of mind and body. Have you ever experienced or known anybody who experienced a hopeless state of mind and body? Oh, I have. You know, I got to tell you, my friend, you or your loved one, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. Yeah. You know, perhaps you've you've placed yourself beyond human aid. Hmm. Well, let's see, Toby, if I've placed myself beyond human aid, then what am I going to do? Well, if you don't have a direct connection with God, I'll tell you what I do. I, I go to my group, I get out of loneliness and I emerge from isolation one day at a time and I go to my group and in my group, I find something that will able to, that will enable me to transcend my hopelessness and my agitation. Oh yeah. And it's a power greater than myself, you see. And I experience the power greater than myself in the group, yeah. I experience the God of my understanding through the group. How about that? In fact, my imagination, and so can yours, become so fired up that you might just be able to hear a God of your understanding, a higher power, a power greater than yourself, speak to you through the group. God knows we've tried to hear it alone through all forms of, of clairvoyance and, and medication. We try to get the message, but hey, there's nothing like listening to a sober, serene, calm, still message that comes from the group. And this buds for you. This message that you will hear in the group Is tailored for you, I promise you. If you sit still, you can get to your group. Now, how do you find your group? Suppose you're not suffering from drug and alcohol abuse. I got to tell you, my friend, if you're not happy, if you're irritable, restless, and discontent, find your group. Get on the internet, talk to somebody, talk to your therapist, ask people, what's my problem? Where do I fit? Where can I find my group? And I promise you, my friend, if you find your group, you will get on your path. You will find your path. Some people call it a plane of inspiration, the beam of sobriety. And remember, sobriety does not necessarily mean abstinence from drugs and alcohol. Sobriety is a state of mind. Sobriety is the experience of serenity, the experience of forgiveness. Sobriety is, the, is not the need to go around and decide who to, dis, who to dispense and withhold forgiveness from. Sobriety is about experiencing forgiveness. And there you have it. And by the way, you will hear how other people experience forgiveness in the group. You will get ideas how to experience forgiveness and to feel peaceful and to feel content And to feel grateful. And I have to tell you, my friend, it happens where? Where, Toby? happens in the group. Yes, of course it does. Better believe it. When we come back, we're going to really be, we don't have a lot of time in the next segment, but we're going to be mashing down on the real problems with not being still and not imagining all is well. And of course, we're going to come back with a solution to transcending agitation and hopelessness. Oh yeah, we don't ever talk about a problem without bringing in the solution, do we? No. One of my favorite quotes in this spiritual publication is that when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, my friend, there is an answer for you or your loved one. And there's, And this answer, if you live in the answer, this problem, your problem, their problem, whatever the problem is, it will go away. It will not even exist. But you must be present to win. Yeah. Gotta be present to win. To fire up the imagination. To not only be still, but to imagine that all is well. Inspiration, insight, vision, conception, creativity, visualization, peace, serenity, sobriety. How about that? All right, stay tuned as we mash out the problems with not being still and not imagining all is well and not recovering. This is Toby C. In this moment, be right back.
0: this moment with Toby C continues now Oh yeah, we're back. You
1: we know, we don't have a lot of time in this segment to go ahead and mash out some of the problems with um, being agitated and hopeless. But I'm going to try to uh, hit the high points, that's for sure. First of all, one of the biggest problems with being agitated and hopeless is uh, it's a form of, it's a form of rejection. Can you imagine? Being agitated and hopeless is a form of rejection. Of course it is. We're not accepting our environment. We're not accepting our reality. We're not accepting maybe what God's will is. We're not accepting uh, just our reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the narrow mind. This agitation and this hopelessness is driven by a hundred forms of fear. Sure it is, It's it's the narrow mind. We can't really see the uh, the positive side of it. All we can do is look at the negative side. And by the way, don't, if you're the type of person that only has a negative outlook on things that you encounter, don't be alarmed, because really this is a form of your survival skills. We're all, we're all born with this propensity to to ask ourselves what's wrong with, with what's going on instead of what's right. It's when we become so consumed with what's wrong uh, instead of what's right. Know, that we um, that we get into trouble. It's when we become consumed with the most pessimistic outlook of something that uh, that we depart from a healthy uh, relationship with whatever issue that we're trying to deal with. It's called life, L-I-F-E. And the hits keep coming, gang. This this agitation and this hopelessness is extreme behavior. Oh yeah, there's nothing balanced about it. And and in this and in this agitation and this hopelessness, we can't really be honest. Probably one of the biggest problems is we can't really be honest in the in the realm of agitation and hopelessness. We can't discern righteous from unrighteous behavior. All we can, can experience is self-righteous behavior. And this self-righteous behavior, because of our agitation and our hopelessness, keeps us in conflict with other people. Can you relate to that? And this conflict with other people ultimately leads to conflict with ourselves. Of course it does. Yeah, this conflict with people ultimately leads to conflict with ourselves. And it's a vicious cycle. It's For some people, it's called a shame cycle. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. We just can't seem to get out of this deal. And no matter how hard we try, some of us might be actually addicted uh, to alcohol um, with an allergy attached to it. We might have this obsession so powerful that no human will can really break the obsession to drink or use or to act out on our obsessions because we don't have that still peace within us. We're agitated. We've got the fire. It must be put out. Can you relate to that? It's got to be put out. Of course, whatever we find to put it out is never enough. Of course, it's never enough. Yeah. And again, all, all of this type of behavior leads to, it's a one-way ticket to bad relationships with others. Of course. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's hysterical and who's you know consumed and mired in, in some kind of an obsession. Of course not. And again, so much of this So much of this is, so much of this fear driven by a hundred forms of fear, it places us in a position to be hurt by others. Of course it does. It places us in a position to be hurt by others. And then there's the resentment and the anger. And the anger, of course this anger, places us beyond human aid. Because see, anger... And resentment is a soul sickness. And from it there stems all form of spiritual disease. See, we were not only mentally and physically ill, we were spiritually sick. There it is. We'll we'll be talking about the solution next segment. (laughs) i only got a couple more minutes to mash out all the problems with this agitation and hopelessness. It's a conflict. It's a conflict with God. It's a conflict with with ourselves. And it's a conflict with, with others. It's a form of self-pity. It's a form of desperation. And if there's enough desperation and pity and hopelessness and agitation, hmm, and with it there goes the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. How can the agitated, hopeless person be anything but that? How could the agitated Hopeless person progress in or digress into anything more than absolute hopelessness and self pity and conflict and rejection. It's a living hell. Can you relate to that? Maybe you're living in this living hell. Maybe you have a loved one who's living in this living hell. They just can't find the, uh, the still and the peace. Isn't that a pity? To not be able to find peace and to just be mired in agitation and hopelessness. And it's progressive. It gets worse. Doesn't it? Of course it does. Wow. No peace terrible but just guess what when we come back there is hope there's a rosy outlook for agitation and hopelessness and we're gonna mash it out when we come right back i'm toby c the name of our program is called in this moment it's a concept show about getting better you're gonna get better
0: In this moment, understanding common day struggles many people face in the revolving door of recovery and rehabilitation, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right, never the problems with being
1: still and imagining all is well and recovering. Better believe it. When I stopped living in the problem and started living in the answer, the problem went away. And I'm telling you, the problem's gonna go away for you, my friend. You or your loved one. How can it not? It's either gotta get worse or better. We can go ahead and start Keep fighting this thing until the bitter end, or you can go ahead and turn this thing around right now. Follow the dictates of a higher power, and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Isn't that beautiful? Where do we find these dictates of a higher power? Well, we find them in recovery, we find them in the group, we find them in the home group. We talked about that in the first segment. And the reason why we want to um, get into the group is so we can trust the process and really put our hand in the hand of another man or woman and really trust the process. Trust what process, Toby? Well, trust the process of cleaning house. Trust the process of taking our first accurate self-survey, which can't be done alone, by the way. An accurate self-survey must be done in the presence of another person. Then and only then is it a confirmation that we've been honest with ourselves and with God. That's what another person's all about. <clears throat> Here's how it starts. It starts at the bottom, my friend. If you're at the bottom, or your loved one is at the bottom, <clears throat> you should consider yourself or them the luckiest person in the world. <clears throat> Because at the bottom they're given something called God G-O-D. It's called the gift of desperation. And it's a gift, my friend. Yeah, at the bottom. That's when the real the real growth starts. The growth does not start when we're running and gunning and pursuing material well being. See for in recovery we discovered that material well-being always follows spiritual progress, never precedes it. So let's talk about the spiritual progress. How and where and when do we spiritually progress? Uh, Hate to beat a dead horse. It's in the group. It's in the group where you can find Recovery where you can put your hand in the hand of another man and you can trust the process, which is, is another form of trusting God. <clears throat> trust the group, trust somebody in the group. It's a form of trusting God. And then you clean house. What do you mean clean house, Toby? What you do is you stick to the script. Alcoholics Anonymous in the 12-step program does not have a monopoly on God. But they do have a design for living, a design for cleaning house. And if you stick to the script, man, pages 65 through 69 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can definitely clean house and get this profound understanding of yourself and get all the answers to why. The biggest problem so many of us make, and we're going to talk about this in the last segment is we always try to take this, many of us try to take this self-knowledge and use it for our own benefit. See, trust God and clean house and skip to the loo, my darling, and we're on our merry way and it never works, see. No, it really seldom works, this trust God, clean house, and be happy, joyous, and free. No, no, what happens is um, you're going to become so knowledgeable about yourself <clears throat> and then what you're going to do is you're going to be able to take this knowledge, <laughs> these these facts that you've properly armed yourself with when you get better and you're going to try to win, generally win, <clears throat> the entire confidence of another alcoholic or suffer whatever you're suffering from within a few hours not days not months you got like 120 minutes and that's what's going to happen and why you're the way you're going to win the confidence of another sufferer <clears throat> that you're trying to console and calm down and still is they're going to believe you they're going to trust you See, they're gonna listen to you. They're gonna listen to you. This other person in your group is gonna listen to you before they, much closer than they listen to their family, certainly, or their minister, or their psychiatrist, or their physician, or their therapist, they're gonna listen to you. Why, because you stood in their shoes, see. It's a legacy of suffering and of recovery that's easily passed along from one alcoholic to another in the kinship of common suffering. And that, my friend, is precisely the solution to overcoming agitation and hopelessness is you get your butt into your group and you sit still and you respect the group and you keep an eye out for a newcomer who's jumping around like a jackrabbit and you go up to the jackrabbit and say jackrabbit sit down calm down jackrabbit it's gonna get better they need to hear this and you can't transmit something you haven't got but you can sure fake it till you make it hey listen even if you don't believe this nervous wreck really has a snowball's chance in hell of getting better tell him so. Because why? Because it ain't up to you, baby. It's in in God's hands. It's in God's plans. You'd be surprised, man. I've been around this game for a while. Toby has seen a lot, man. And the people who I thought had it made in the shade they were the pillar of sobriety, I saw them choke and crumble, man. The people I just wrote off as dead and hopeless and Maybe I'd read their obit, man. They just for some reason they just miraculously turned around and they, they got this thing. This thing. Whatever this thing is. It's called sobriety. By the way, if you're just joining us, my name's Toby C. The name of the show is called In This Moment. It's a concept show about getting better. Today it's about overcoming agitation and hopelessness and being still and imagining all is well in order to what? Recover. Recover from what? Recovering from this spiritual sickness. Called self-centeredness. Oh yeah, that's what we do in recovery. I don't know about like I said. There's lots of different ways to 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 connect with the God of your understanding, with the power greater than yourself. In the 12-step program, there's a script, man, and you got to stick to the script. It's in the Big Book. There's a bunch of knuckleheads out there that try to re, re- you know rewrite the Big Book and have all kinds of homework assignments and all this crazy stuff and. Um, just sit down and just bury your nose in the big book and, and do the 4 step mono a e mono with your sponsee. And I'm telling you, man, you're going to get some peace. You are going to be still. You are going to find this renewed hope that's going to blow your mind. And not only that, you're going to be able to transmute it. You're going to inwardly know that you can forgive others and and to receive that forgiveness too and again they're not talking about going out there and playing God and worrying about who you're going to dispense and withhold forgiveness from they're not talking about playing God and don't and don't buy into this I got to forgive myself you've been trying to forgive yourself for too long it's part of your problem instead of seeking forgiveness from a power greater than yourself you've been trying to seek forgiveness from, from yourself Why don't you just stop that, okay, and quit playing God? And why don't you experience forgiveness? That's how you do it. That's the solution. Stop trying to forgive yourself or forgive others or seek their forgiveness and experience forgiveness. Should be the name of this show. But experiencing forgiveness is, is super secret code for serenity. And it's the serenity. It's the state of, of consciousness, of, of contentment, of joyfulness. It's this state of bliss where you can be still and you can imagine all is well. And you can transmute this stillness and this imagination of, of hope and recovery to others. And it's gonna blow your mind when you're able to transmute this stillness and this hope. It's about pointing our imagination in the right direction. We all have constructive imagination. Our problem was our total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. I don't know about you, but I was always pointing my imagination toward self-centered, limited objectives Instead of the perfect, perfect objective, the perfection of God, knowing that I'll never be God. But I got to tell you, man, when I cleaned house and trusted the process, I was able to get honest. I was able to discern right from wrong. We talked about last segment that when, when, when my butt's on fire and I'm agitated and I'm hopeless, man, I can't discern right from wrong. I can't discern righteous from unrighteous behavior. I'm in self-righteous behavior. I'm in the bondage of self. Humility? Love that word. You're going to hear the H word a lot, gang, so just don't freak out. Okay, I'm going to make it real simple for you. Humility, three words. Put God first. Mm. See, by refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of his help. Hmm. Until we so humbled ourselves and put God first, our sobriety, if any, was precarious. Whew, of real happiness, we found none at all. Does that sound familiar? <clears throat> Does that sound familiar? You ever tried to knock it off and you're just a miserable wreck? Uh, because you didn't, you emptied your vessel, but you didn't fill it with something good. Ooh. See, the solution is to empty that vessel. Clean house. And now I'm going to show you, or not show you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fire up your imagination and I'm going to show you how now to refill that vessel, how to refill that empty vessel. Yeah, Our soul, our, our vessel, is so full of, of anger and disappointment and hurt. And now we can replace all this anger and disappointment and hurt with gratitude and peace and hope. And the best part about it, again, like I said, is to take that gratitude, peace, and hope and to transmute it to others. Stand by. Coming up with the imagination exercises, only here on In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C.
0: This is In This Moment, with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Here is Toby C.
1: Take a deep breath. Oh yeah. Synonyms for, (laughs) from the imagination, yeah. Remember that the imagination is a, a close cousin of something called faith and open-mindedness and trust and belief. You know, they're all close cousins of imagination. And the best part about recovery is that quite often we get an opportunity to fire up the imagination of others. Hmm. And let me just get to the the meat and potatoes of my point. If you haven't heard this before, you're going to hear it here from Toby. The primary purpose of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. I'm going to repeat that. And I want you to remember this. The primary purpose of sponsorship is for the sponsor to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor. If your sponsor is not preparing you to become a sponsor yourself, they're ripping you off, okay? They're they're denying you a joyful experience of working with others. They're denying you the opportunity to practice something called lay therapy. Unprofessional therapy. Dr. Silkworth called it moral psychology. Anybody can practice it. It's one junkie putting his arm around another and saying it's gonna get okay. And to calm them down and to give them that little mustard seed of hope. And you can do that. You're gonna become a prophet you're going to become a soothsayer. I love that. You know, the point I'm trying to make is if, if you really want to succeed in recovery, you got to make recovery exciting and, and interesting, right? And there's nothing more interesting than being a soothsayer. Sooth. S-O-O-T-H. Soothsayer. You're going to soothe people's Spirit, by the way, the the opposite of soothsayer is a doomsayer. Hmm, do you know any doomsayers? Sure, it's the end of the world. It's the end of everything. may not be the end of the world, but it might be the end of their world. Especially if they're living in a living hell. And by the way, you have an opportunity to help somebody emerge from a living hell. There's nothing like it to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to have a host of friends, to see a fellowship grow up about you. This is an experience you must not miss and you're going to participate in this experience. You're going to become a sponsor. How about that for, for the imagination exercise of the day? And it's this sponsorship that's going to be a fascinating journey every time you do it. And it's real simple. Every single time you meet with your sponsee, once you get on the beam and you clean house, and with all this this self-knowledge and these facts that you've armed yourself with, once you've taken all this information and use it for the purpose of winning over the confidence of another sufferer, you're going to have so many opportunities to change their agitation and distill them. You're going to have so many opportunities to take their hopelessness and to help them imagine all is well. You're going to have the ability to give them a little nugget every single time you talk to them. Every day is a day where you can you'll be able to tell your sponsee today. My mentality is about abundance and I am grateful. And you can tell your sponsee that yesterday, my mentality was about scarcity and I was paralyzed with fear and I overcame that. And they want to hear that they need to be inspired. And by the way, the Latin root of inspired is in spirit, inspire. And you are going to be in spirit. So I want you to imagine that you are going to get well. That you are going to find your group. In that group, you are going to sit all the way down and try to be still. I want you to imagine that in this group, you're going to sit all the way down. You're going to be still. And you're going to go to that group every single opportunity you can. And be consistent and make that group first and center your entire life and your whole day around that group to make sure you put that group first. And by putting that group first, you're putting God first. Oh, how interesting. And what will happen in that group is you'll experience an entire psychic change. Mm Mm-hmm. In that group, you will have a vital spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. In that group, you're going to have a renewed hope yourself in God and in humanity and in your purpose. And most importantly, in that group, as a sponsor, as a participant in that group, you're going to be able to take somebody aside and you're going to be able to save them. You're going to be able to save their life. You're going to be able to save their, their spirit and their soul and their mind and their body and their spirit. The whole deal. The Holy Trinity of recovery. Mind, body, spirit. And you're going to be a sponsor. And you're going to love it. And in doing so, you're going to maintain a spiritual condition. One day at a time. You're going to be still. You're going to imagine that all is well. And you're going to recover. Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful way to really end this show. Just find somebody. Calm them down. Tell them you are going to get well, regardless of anyone. Tell them you are going to stay well because of a discipline. It's not going to a. It's not going to be a discipline coming from you. It's going to be coming from a discipline from a, a higher power. You are going to be uniquely helpful to others, and you are going to be happily and usefully whole. God bless you, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed this show on being still. Imagining all is well and recovering. I'm Toby C in the name of the shows. In this moment, come back soon. God bless. I love you.